I loved getting up in the morning. I clap my hands and say, this is going to be a great day. Swick Technologies presents the Leading Business Podcast, helping you leverage technology to accelerate your growth. The key to this business is personal relationships. All right, hey everybody! Uh, welcome back to another Swick Tech Leading Business Podcast. Uh, today we bring on a guest, so you don't have to hear uh, Shane and I drill on about who knows what type of nonsense. Although, thank you for following along. And uh, on the line with us today is a program director and co-founder of the Commons, Joe. Gosh, I didn't even ask how to pronounce your last name. It's Pashel. Is that am I getting it wrong or right? You're getting it wrong, but I'm, I can make it yes, right. It's, thank you. It's special. Uh, it's like special, but without the S. Oh, that that's a the, good way to describe it. That's the mnemonic device that now no one will ever forget it. Yeah. I still say Shane's last name incorrectly uh, regularly, <laughs> not intentionally, believe it or not, Shane. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for uh, jumping on here with us today. You know, we're Swiftech is a tech company out of Milwaukee. You know, we're at New Berlin, and uh, you and I have crossed paths on a couple different things. And so, I thought it'd be neat to reach out and just kind of um, cover a year in review ish um, with what you have going on at the Commons and the 4M Incubator in your role there. Kind of um, how the year started, how you guys pivoted, and, and maybe even where you see things going. And we'll fill in the the conversation from there. If you want to start to tell your story, so to speak. Yeah, Eric. Uh, <laughs> what a wild and wacky year it's been. Um, pretty, you know, I don't think any of us really prefer to be in the position that we're in, but it's also offered a lot of unique opportunities to do things differently, to think differently about our work, our lives, uh, and and promote good change in a lot of these things. So uh, happy to fill in some of these, these gaps and the stories. Um, I guess it's like a quick uh, uh, overview for the commons um we've been working on this thing for about six six and a half years now uh and really in the name of growing a more vibrant innovation ecosystem in southeast wisconsin we work with a lot of different driven motivated growth-minded folks uh in academia uh, young professionals folks well into their careers we craft unique hands-on experiences for them to kind of explore that entrepreneurial mindset to build their professional network and to imagine unique new uh, things that will impact the world, uh, and so you—you you actually mentioned one of our programs that that we're uh, that we run and and just kicked off earlier this year, the 4M Tech Startup Incubator. That's an initiative of the Milwaukee Tech Hub Coalition and uh, the Commons, as well as another nonprofit here in town called We Pivot. Uh, we are the facilitators of this of this program. We kind of crafted the curriculum and uh, find folks that are wanting to. I'll say dip their toe into the pool of tech entrepreneurship, uh, being that that founder. They want to solve a real problem and come up with a unique solution to do it and probably turn that into a business. Uh, 4M is a great first step for those founders to take and to understand then what is next. Uh, we ran our pilot program in the in the spring and we're just starting our second uh, second cohort this this fall. Um, actually, applications are open right now and got about uh, two more weeks to, to apply for that. It's a free resource for our community and trying to grow that pipeline of, of tech founders. Um, we run a number of different programs as well, uh, some geared more in the education space, uh, really like looking at the talent development, talent pipeline, getting those uh, young students connected into job and, and work opportunities here in the region. 
uh, and then plenty of other professional market stuff, whether it's working internally at an organization or uh, coming up with things like 4M that are more for the professional market at large. Uh, yeah, and so for the the common side of things, it's been it's been a, a pretty wild ride over six years, kind of figuring out who we are and 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 what we really offer for our, our community. And that message is always, you know, being refined and and shifting and adjusting. And you have to imagine that uh, earlier this year, as we were feeling good and running all these you know programs and <laughs> got our our list of clients and. While we are a nonprofit, we're one of those like revenue driving, sustainable organizations, and we had we had our stuff kind of set, and it was it was feeling good. Uh, and then one of these you know pesky little pandemics hit, and uh, you got your world turned upside down. Interestingly, we were in the middle of all of our programming, so our student accelerator that we run, the 4M Tech Startup Incubator, and uh, another program, oh CoLab, which is like a a civic innovation accelerator uh, for for young professionals across the city. We're in the middle of all three of those programs. Uh, we go into isolation. Everything has to turn virtual. Everyone uh, around us was asking, like, "Hey, is this is everything canceled or are we put on hold?" Uh, Eric, you were you're in that pilot cohort in 4M. <laughs> you're probably like, "What what's going on?" We we took a beat. I think uh, we paused everything for a week or two weeks, and. Um, and like kind of reassess, like like really what does this look like? How are we going to make these pivots, this adjustment? Uh, what are we going to do? And um, as an organization, I'll speak to the, the the commons. We we took it as an opportunity to say, well, we're not going to stop. We're not going to leave everyone kind of out, out in the cold on this. Uh, we're going to put together and, and still continue to craft the best possible virtual programming we could. And uh, and so every one of those programs like took a little, slightly different shape. We we got onto the Zoom train, we were using Google Docs already on stuff and Slack and all these technology tools that are out there. And, and, uh, and, and fortunately we work with folks that were pretty capable in using all these tools. Everything that we do has like that technology and uh, uh, innovation flair to it. So it wasn't like too crazy to make the shift. Um, and then kept the kept the thing going forward, and uh, we finished out all the programs and really stretched our own creative muscles, trying to think of how do we adapt, how do we still maintain the high quality, the high touch, the energy, the excitement, the brand that we really bring to all of this, and how do we uh, continue to achieve some of that? And so again, you were right there, kind of in the middle of all of it, and uh, got to witness us try a lot of different things and um, and see what would really hit the right marks. Uh, I am thrilled to say that that we we continue to get really positive engagements out of everything, which is like your first key indicator. So people keep on showing up to stuff. That's good, um, but then continue to get really positive. Um, you know, uh, off of our assessments that we do, uh, really good marks on that, and people were still doing what we set out to do. And so they were learning new stuff. They were starting those new companies. They were getting connected into the tech scene here in, in Milwaukee and uh, really figuring out kind of how to go from chaos and a little bit more order and growth. Um, and I think that's really what it comes down to at this point is uh, for organizations, you know, you had to do the immediate, let's let's reassess. Let's, let's yep. take the moments to figure out who we are, what we're doing really what is this how are we going to like maintain and sustain ourselves right that's your your first order of business and then it is all right what is the what does the new normal look like like let's kind of reestablish a little bit 
And then there is that full recovery, that growth that comes after it. Either you're going to do things a little bit differently and find uh, that new path towards growth and success, um, or maybe you're going to dig your heels in and 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 uh, and just do things the way they've always been done and hope that it, it plays out the same. Um, I think those smart, innovative organizations found that that new opportunity and made some of those adjustments, even if small and minor adjustments. Uh, you got to do things a little bit differently today. So uh, I'm not sure if I just rambled for fraud too long, but I gave you a little bit of like, as I reflect on what the spring and summer have looked like, uh, that is a, that, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. You guys transitioned, at least from the 4M perspective, really smoothly. I mean, the Zoom meetings that you lit up and the fact that you were able to do breakout sessions and have a moderator and control all of that, and then do like pitch day and sharing screens, like it was handled honestly really, really well. Um, the new work from anywhere model where you could work at somewhere at the business from your home from a coffee shop when we kind of you know get to wherever we're going with all of this stuff I think it's pretty fantastic um, tell me more about like some of the talent you're kind of incubating and harboring or like enabling um, you know what what are the schools doing in academia with some of this talent how are they finding their place in internships and placement and all of that yeah, and that is uh, what's interesting is when when we first went into lockdown, I think everyone in our minds to kind of like maybe as a coping mechanism, we're like, okay, it's be a couple of weeks, you know, and then a couple of weeks later, you're like, all right, maybe maybe like a couple of months, you know, like we just gotta we gotta give ourselves some sort of time frame to think within. <laughs> and right now, I think a lot of us are like, come the first of 2021, we're gonna be like, I'll right back to it. Like, yeah, it's not really the way the world might work at this point, but but we were doing that. Uh, and so when when we went into quarantine and we had both one foot in the professional market, watching everyone go to work from home, and the other foot was in education. And so we watched all those students head back to mom and dad's place and like try to figure out how to do this virtual learning stuff. Um, it was it was quite a lot of chaos all at once. And um, for students especially, I think it came with it, it came with a lot of question marks, a lot of concerns, a lot of like, what what does this mean for me moving forward? When everyone was trying to figure out like how to how to get their operation back in line, I was mentioning kind of like that first step for for students. I mean, that was like you're only thinking about your future. You're like you're going to school to get that education, to get that great job, to have that successful career ahead, and so the mindset is purely out you know, in, into the future and to, to go home and have all of that kind of disrupted. I think that, that, that was heavy. And, and we had, uh, especially in the spring early on there, um, we connected with a lot of students that are like, I don't, you know, some pretty real conversations about just what does this all, what does this all mean? And what does it look like for us? So those, those started, those conversations started to get very tangible when we started to hear from our alumni that their internships during the summer that were slated, scheduled, that they had gotten the gig in like October the year prior were being canceled and pulled out from underneath them. And I, I do say pulled out from underneath them. It sounds a little bit aggressive and a little bit like bad, but in some cases it kind of was where 
Uh, it was almost like organizations were ghosting these interns that had a job lined up for the summer. Um, and so they were like, what is going on? Are you seeing the same thing? Are there opportunities out there? And we were able to pretty quickly confirm that it was a, a, an issue across the board. And, um, you know, a couple of weeks into quarantine, uh, hearing these stories, we we made the decision that our new normal and how we would react uh, on the education side of things was to uh, spin up a 10-week-long part-time paid internship this summer for students that had lost their gigs due to COVID-19. And uh, we put an application out there and worked with our education partners to make sure that it was going to be a robust learning experience. We worked with our business partners to make sure that there were going to be, you know, uh, engagement opportunities and, and, you know, work opportunities later uh, to see how, how we could do something that would offer some relief there. And uh, in the matter of two or, or three weeks, we we gathered over 700 applications from students wow. across across the state. Yeah. Um, and so that like took off very quickly and we were able to raise funds to support 120 of them. Uh, so 120 students this summer, we worked with every Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning for 10 weeks, uh, putting together as best of an internship experience as we could. Uh, and again, got like is probably the most meaningful piece of work we've done to date just because of the social and economic impact that it, it created and very immediately created. I mean, we had students that told us like it was, it was this gig or like not having a place to really live this summer. I mean, that's how, that's how fast all of this happened. And that's how dire the situation was for many students. Some of them couldn't even graduate without this internship because their schools were requiring it and and academia is a little bit slower to make fast adjustments on things i think now they're getting used to the quick uh decision making but you know at that time it's like no it's in our policy you got to have an internship to graduate and if you're not going to get that you know i don't know i don't know what to say to you so there were some like real immediate needs very quickly there that we were able to to relieve um so that was that was great now now going back to school, I mean, you have uh, uh, all the institutions are opening up, each with their own set of guidelines and, and health codes and uh, you know policies in place, um, and they really are each one of them are different, and and they had to craft their own and get it approved by the state on an individual basis. Uh, so there's little to say about like best practice across the entire board, and um, and I, I think many of them are are you know. Well, all of them are doing their absolute best to make this work, to be flexible and respectful of student needs, uh, to still recognize that that there are, um, you know, uh, certain caveats and restrictions and like needs that go along. I mean, you, you can't you can't learn how to weld via Zoom. You can't, you can't, <laughs> right. you can't use things. Microsoft Teams yeah. to do like a research project in a lab. Like things just don't work that way across the board. Um, and so it really is like, it's, it's a, it's a huge challenge. I am not, I'm not envious of anyone in higher ed right now or education in general. Uh, and I, I think many are, they're, they're aware of and respecting the realities of what's going on. Um, and so there still is a lot of adjustment to be made and a lot of that new normal to be established. Uh, but it is, it's pretty inspiring to see the creative problem solving going on uh, within the, we'll call it industry. Um, yeah, so it's, it's quite crazy yeah, out there. That's pretty fascinating to hear, Joe. And I, 
I have some connection to higher ed. I'm actually wearing a CU Boulder shirt right now because I worked out there and went to school out there. So um, anyway, I, I know a lot of people that work in higher ed and it's been fascinating to see to your point how slow academia has moved historically. And now, you know, I, most of their revenue was related to in-person life, whether that be the classroom, um, the dorms and housing, uh, international students coming and living as part of that city, wherever that university is, all of that, um, you know, was the majority of a lot of universities' uh, profit and revenue. And so to have to, you know, that's essentially just gone right now, right? Like completely wiped out millions upon millions of dollars in revenue for these institutions. And so they don't have a choice to be slow, right? It's kind of like either either pivot, figure this out, or yeah. you're, you don't exist anymore. Yeah. What I found... Now, oh, go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, like, the, 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 that is like a... That is a real issue, and and the way the system was is designed right now, it has it, it comes with those challenges. Now look at that at a macro level. You start to think of it around the talent pipeline. Okay, think of it, I mean you you went to you went to college in Boulder. I lived in Boulder for a while. Awesome city. Uh, I went to school at Marquette and Myad. I fell in love with Milwaukee. Because I was there, I was an active member of it. I was able to go and explore around the city. I got, I got involved in those, you know, uh, clubs and organizations that got me working with the city and actually understanding, like, like what it means to to produce impact. I had my internships, all these sort of things that that kind of come along with your education. That is the that's the talent retention strategy for. Mm -hmm. Uh, for a region, right. we have 24 different colleges and universities across Southeast Wisconsin, each one of them providing their own input, their own pipeline into that talent strategy. And if you start to lose that and it becomes just a digital interface where now any one of those students has no like additional tie to the region, to the businesses that operate there, to the networks, to the meetup groups that are, you know, like that all sort of evaporates. And you start to wonder, again, those students thinking about the future, they start to wonder, where do I fit? Who do I belong with? Like, where's my community? Where are my, where are my people? And, uh, and so we still, despite all of those other changes and, and the processes and operations that will need to change, we can't lose that component and the, the connectivity that comes along with that. And so that's where we have both the Commons, 4M, all that other programming that we do. Uh, there is such a strong emphasis on that network building, the awareness of what's going on in the community. I'm wearing my Milwaukee hat right now because like, you have to constantly remind yourself at this point where you are and who you belong to and, and where it is that you want to see your energy, time, and impact go. And so as much as we can get students, young professionals connected into that and working alongside other like-minded individuals, you still will feel that sense of community. Eric, I still hope you feel like a sense of 4M community with all of that. And as we welcome our new folks coming in this fall, 
we don't want them to feel like just, oh yeah, I'm doing this thing in my living room and that's, that's it. We want them to feel like there is a connection that's happening there. And that's critical for your talent pipeline across every industry, your tech ecosystem, your startup ecosystem, all of that stuff. It's like a mandatory piece of it. And it, it won't go away even if it is going to be virtual for a while. So that's where like at a strategy level, that's the, that's the thing that can't be ignored. Um, everything else can change. Everything else can have its pivots and that sort of stuff. But uh, if you lose that element, then it's just like, what are we doing? I think that's the that's the space that innovation can play the biggest role in, where you can flex that, and you have this ecosystem of innovation in a tight knit community that you've helped create these different facets at different times in the pipe. Um, you know, it's interesting if you look at you know the S and P's been not only uh, I wouldn't say bulletproof, but it's like doing better than it ever has since 1986, and that's because yeah. of tech. Right. That's the yeah. that is because of tech and everything that's gone remote has like started all of these brush fires of technology that are just emerged like exploding around the country in different pockets. Yeah. And I hope that Milwaukee um, can be one of those areas based on a lot of the work that you're literally doing. And you've literally helped bridge a gap and, and a need that people needed. Like you, you actually had a real hand in making that happen for those 120 students that you helped Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Um, which yeah. I think is incredible. A neat thought about culture. This is so silly. I have a um, a story that I had almost even forgot about. But when this all started kind of happening earlier on, um, my brother-in-law uh, had a birthday, and uh, you know, one of his friends made a point to call everybody that would be in the birthday party um, Zoom call and got us a common meal that was delivered to everybody at the same time from DoorDash. Um, so a restaurant that had a national chain. So even though they were in yeah. Seattle and we're here in Wisconsin, the smothers were in Florida, um, we all got to share at least one piece of an experience together. So we all got our food at the same time. We're all enjoying the food going, oh, this is really good. I love that. And happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so yep. I thought that was pretty cool that, you know, they were able to help kind of bridge us together through food, um, through technology like DoorDash and Zoom. So we got to have somewhat of a shared experience, albeit we were in different parts of the country. And what I loved about 4M was the food uh, was always <laughs> so good. So if there's a way to bridge that and keep that going, that was a, that was a pretty neat part of it. I remember bringing some cookies home for my wife late at night on Mondays. Yeah. And She's like, oh my God, the brownies or something was really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 those like communal objects that have existed in society forever that like continues to bring people together. Uh, and, and that's the sort of stuff that we, to your point, can get innovative around and, and to start to think about how does that look now? Um, yeah, so we've, we've got a couple of those little, you know, ideas rolling around the back of our heads for the next 4M uh, cohort and... Uh, we're excited about those. That's cool. What type of message do you want to leave folks with insofar as like how to get in touch or involved with the comments or people that are lead leaders in the community from a business standpoint or people that are on the you know beginning side of that as students or what have you? Which end of the spectrum can different people get involved? What, what do you recommend? Yeah, th thanks for asking that. Um, you know, I would say that uh, to kind of go back to some of the previous points that we were making here, I want to simply let everyone know that's that's listening to this to to, to get involved, to find some some way to contribute towards that community and that ecosystem. Because for all the things that are pulling attention away right now, um, I do want to let you know how impactful that is. And it doesn't have to be through our programming or anything, but like there are there are so many 
aspiring, driven, motivated people out there that are seeking that connection and that community. And even these simple like 30 minutes, like mentorship, hey, I need some advice type calls are making worlds of difference right now, more so than they probably ever have before. I mean, we've, we've all been in those coffee meetings where it's like, you walk away, you're like, I don't know if I'll ever hear from that person again. Um, but we still lined them up, like filled our schedules with them and, and did that sort of stuff. Uh, today, more than ever, those are, those are incredibly impactful and meaningful. Uh, and they can be done with a little bit more ease because you don't have to drive to that coffee shop. Uh, still support your local coffee shops. Um, <laughs> On the common side of things, um, we do have some some fall programming coming up. Uh, we're, we're launching what we're calling a virtual career accelerator for the students that are wondering what the heck is next and what does this all look like for me and do I have a place to call uh, a future home? Um, we're really leaning into that and, and creating a uh, five week long program later this fall that will bring together as many students as we can possibly find and get supported to go through this thing. Uh, there'll be a lot of opportunity to engage there. Uh, otherwise, I, you know, I, I want to put another plug in for 4M. If, if you're one of those folks that's, you know, you don't even have to have a concrete idea for a startup company at this point. But having the interest and saying, like, maybe I can do this, we're really good at helping you identify an area that you care about, identifying a, 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 an opportunity within that area and coming up with a unique novel solution for it and getting you connected into this tech startup ecosystem, making it a pretty smooth entry point for it. Uh, and so if there's anyone out there or if you have a referral, uh, you're listening, you're like, I know that person that, that would be good at this. Uh, we're, we're looking for those last signups to come through. And I think those um, we need those by the end of next week. So the program begins September 14th. And uh, so any applications before then, we can work with with that. So uh, those are my those are my big pushes. Otherwise, there's a lot of great things happening within the community in general. Uh, some awesome programming coming out of uh, folks like IC Stars, um, Generator, always a lot of great startup programs coming up. They've got a cool conference all around social impacts and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, Mid-September, and that one's looking really good. Um, the Milwaukee Tech Hub Coalition's always got a slew of programs. Uh, I know they've got their hour of code coming up. So anyone in the, in the coding tech space, it's a real easy way to donate an hour of your time and help teach younger kids how to code. And they've got curriculum We got people on our staff that really would probably easy. love that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's an awesome volunteer uh, opportunity and, and really easy. Um, and they've, they've done a good job pivoting to this virtual environment as well. Uh, so we're always looking to grow that ecosystem. So there's a lot of players out there and uh, continue uh, to, to encourage people to get involved. You know, the, the at-home uh, cozy wear apparel space would be a great time for you to enter yourself into your own program for jorts. I don't know where that all sits oh or how much of a joke it really was, but my gosh, <laughs> that would be the time. <laughs> okay, quick quick story for everybody. Um, I'll make this one fast because I know I, I, can, I, can, I can get into stories. But two, two summers ago, two years ago now, uh, I was working with a group of our, we call them our innovation fellows. Uh, so that was a summer program that we were running prior to this big internship thing that we did this last year. Uh, we had our, our fellows, a small group that were like uh, innovation tiger team for, for local companies. Um, and I spent my summer being like a project manager for them. And we started our days with a quick uh, creative exercise. And I would just, you know, try to come up with something off the top of my head. You'd usually be making silly things and whatever. And I don't know where it came from, but someday, one of these days, I was wearing a pair of, 
of cutoff jean shorts, which is my normal attire during the summer. Um, and somebody commented on on my jorts. One of the fellows did, and I uh, said, "Well, wait, did you you cut those yourself?" And I was like, "Yeah, all all of my jorts used to be my jeans." And they were like, "Well, what do you do with the bottom part?" I go, "I don't know." I go, "Well, what could we do with the bottom part?" And so that was our creative exercise for the morning. Well, we got so into this thing that all of a sudden we started creating like business models for what these this leftover denim could be. And then I shifted my focus back to the actual cutoff, the jorts themselves. And I was like, wait, Joe, my name, jorts, the product, like it's, <laughs> it's right there, J-O-E-R-T-S. And at that point, it was still a stupid idea. It's just a, it's a funny thing to say. And I wrote it on the board, but then I looked at name.com and jorts.com was available. A six letter domain name that actually made wow. sense for the conversation. Not for three grand either, probably. Huh? Wow. 899. And I'm oh, like, yeah. yeah, let's go. And it became real right then and there. And so jorts is going to be, uh, and I actually like, Eric, you watched me kind of live every mm -hmm. workshop slowly refine this business concept and i used it as a joke at first but like i'm going to do it and i'm i'm going to be po posting on linkedin later today that the rest of jorts is going to come together in this falls 4m program okay and uh so the the way the business works is it's for the sustainability minded fashion forward hipster and uh folks like myself that live in bayview you know you've seen them all uh <laughs> that want to give a second life to their old jeans okay so i think and I know we've all got that pair of jeans in our in our closets, like I'm not wearing those too often. They don't fit right. I got a hole in the knee, whatever. You send me your pair of jeans. I go snip, snip, and I po I uh, attach a limited edition patch to the leg. It says jorts, and I send it back to you. So basically, I, I have no inventory because I'm cutting up your old jeans. They already fit. You love them. I'm just giving them a second life and giving them that limited edition, cool fashion flair to it uh, and basically hijacking the brands of other gene companies. <laughs> so uh, that's the that's the business. Um, I got to work on the marketing and the, all that sort of stuff, but I'm going to launch this thing. It's going to be real. So then what do you do with the leftover leg portion? <laughs> Of I'm taking <laughs> I have heard everything from uh, recycle it into insulation, which seems like a pretty that's actually a thing. Like like they use old <laughs> denim to make insulation for homes. Um, I've heard that to uh, to make um, <laughs> to to have people send in their old jean shorts, send in the jorts, and I reattach different legs back onto them. To make <laughs> This is the whole fashion trend. You're going to have to make a Canadian tuxedo out of one of these. You're going to end up on a magazine cover wearing a Canadian tuxedo, all denim. I 100% will. I already have that tuxedo. So we're we're in a position for that. Um, I've got a pair of, of denim sunglasses coming in off of a Kickstarter from, uh, from Europe. Uh, they should be here in a couple of weeks. I, I, I paid way too much money for those, but I wanted to support the, the denim folks that are out there. Uh, yeah, so like it's it's kind of a real obsession, and you're I, gonna I get, you're gonna have to get like uh, um, some sort of like portable storage unit parked outside your house. It's gonna be full of jeans like day one. It, well, that's I think I have ten pairs I can put in the mail for you right now. It's that bad for me here. Yeah, that's. I mean, that'd be a good problem to have, wouldn't it? 
That's pretty cool. Well, thanks for your time today, Joe. We appreciate it a whole bunch. Um, it was really fun thanks. talking with you. Yeah, yeah. Happy to do it. And uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing the, the future podcasts and uh, the future founders coming out of 4M and doing great stuff like like you all are. Thanks, Joe. Excellent. Thank you.